Hello and welcome to The Lightest Tread, the official podcast of Seoul, where we speak to extraordinary and ordinary people who do ordinary and extraordinary things that are good for their bodies, good for the planet, and typify the soul of adventure. I'm your host, Paul Mon Brown, and today's guest, Zalzan Akitsali, falls firmly in the extraordinary people category. Zalzan is the first Mexican person to complete the triple crown of thru-hiking, meaning she hiked the Pacific Crest Trail, the Appalachian Trail, and the Continental Divide Trail for a combined total of more than 7,000 miles with a pack on her back and a spring in her step. When Zelzan first started her hike from Mexico to Canada, it was the first time she had been camping for more than one night and she couldn't speak a word of English. I hear from Zelzan all about the ways in which growing up in a rough neighborhood of Mexico City would eventually prepare her for her Triple Crown success, her experience with discovering a new level of determination through a recent injury, and much more. If you're in the Denver area, Zelzan is hosting a motivational conference at Rices Brewery on May 17th. Check out her social media at Zelzan underscore Akatsali for more info. Zelzan wears a sole active thick with MedPad footbed to help aid in her recovery from her recent metatarsal injury. Check that out linked in the show notes on the Lightest Tread blog. If you enjoy the conversation, go ahead and subscribe and look out for the show coming to your favorite podcast platform. Enjoy. All right, we're rolling with Zalzan Akitsali. Hey, Zalzan. Hey. So Zalzan, last time we spoke, or not last time, the first time we spoke, uh, you told me your whole story and I got off the call and I went straight into a meeting with my colleagues and I said to them, you guys wouldn't believe the story that I just heard. I just had the coolest conversation with one of the most inspiring people that I've had the pleasure of speaking to. Uh, so I think let's start by saying, by telling people, firstly, you are the first Mexican person to complete the triple crown of through hiking. So tell us what, what does that mean? What is the triple crown of, of through hiking exactly? Yeah, so it's working, uh, it's working the three biggest and difficult trails in the United States. Um, that is Appalachian Trail, Pacific Crest Trail, La Continental Divide Trail. But it's long distance trails, but hiking like a true hiking is like a you no know, stop. Like uh, in the moment that you start hiking, you never, you stop just for rest, but you never go back to your house. Like a, it's bad weather or big storms, you keep going. This is like a be true hiking, no? So practical is like a, if you live in the mountains for five or six months, depends how, how fast you're walking. So you need, for complete the triple crown, you need to complete totally these three trails when true hiking. I'm correct in thinking the trails all go from the borders of Mexico and the United States to the borders of Canada and the United States. The more bi- the two more bigs, uh, they co- they going from Mexico to Canada to the border, the Mexico Mexican border to the Canadian border, and then it's only two: the Pacific Crest Trail and the Continental Divide Trail. And then Apache- Appalachian Trail is cross from Atlanta, Georgia to Maine. So this is the more important trails in the United States. And it's, they come from the Triple Crown. It's more than 7,000 miles total hiking. Sure. All three of them together. The three together. 
Yeah, and also you need to hike these trails. Um, like I said, true, uh, you you walk in every day and mm. you pass uh, or you cross in different environments like a desert, forest, rain, snow, everything. You need be true hikers. You need to be prepared for everything. And you survive with a small backpack when you have everything necessary to survive. So that means uh, carry so many things like a clothes, like, a, oh, I'm using this clothes today and then tomorrow I'm using another. This is not necessary. So it's when you, so it's, it's not only one sport and it's also one like a lifestyle because you mm. start learning how is, how you can live with a little things and what is important for life, you know, and change your mind. So I I feel in love with this sport um, in that moment uh, because I'm from Mexico City. Uh, Paul know more about my story. Uh, you need to read the article that Paul uh, write for me, right? When we have the first interview, that was amazing. Thank you, Paul. I, I need to say the yeah, my story is powerful. I think uh, how you talk, the, how you tell other people my story, that was amazing. You know, omit anything. You put the real thing, like uh, that was my life. And that was amazing. So you need to read this article, it's in Seoul. It's super cool. I really is my favorites. and. If you read this article in the photo, you can see uh, true hiking is no exist in my country. We don't have long distance trails like in the United States or Canada or in other countries. So for me, when uh, when I come, my first time I hiking, like a hiking, like I'm more camping more than two days because I only camping one time in, in Mexico uh, for only one day. And when when I did it this the first time, the camping more days, walking more days, that was here in the United States. And it was it was here the the day that you set off on the Pacific Crest Trail, correct? Exactly. So my first so, time hiking was the Pacific Crest Trail. Your first your first time camping for more than two days, uh, you decided to do it hiking from Mexico to Canada. Yeah, that was no big deal. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, uh, I always doing sports before the that, like uh, mountain biking or rowing or boxing. So I really, I grew up in a very bad neighbor in Mexico City, but the sports helped me a lot to be focused on the things that I want, like a study and everything. So I'd be very th thankful for that. And that was the reason why when when I know about the Pacific Crest Trail, that was for two bikers, they ride a bike from California to Mexico City. When I meet these two, two persons, they told me about the Pacific Crest Trail. So for me, when they told me there was one trail cruising all one country, and also this trail, um, um, you can cross for all the mountains and different environments and you can camp in and everything. So for me, it was like a big dream, you know, like a very, very big dream. And they, uh, when I was heard all these stories and then I started investigation more about that. And then when I have the opportunity to live this experience, that was, I, I, I told you until when I finished the Pacific Crest Trail, I go back to my country in Mexico City. 
every day I get, I wake up, I tell my mom, I think the thing I live, that was big dream. For me, in that moment, for me, it still no was real. I did it. I was mm. finished the Pacific Crest Trail, but it's, it's difficult to understand that because I come from one country and we don't have nothing like that. So for me, it was like, a, oh my God, I dream or oh, it's real, you know? The first time mm. I go back to to Mexico City after the Pacific Crest Trail. But yeah, that was big, big challenge. But you know, like I say, I always do a sports. So um, do hiking that make me interesting. And then uh, also the sports um, make me be more like a person from objectives. objectives. I say correct, like I have very clear my objective. Mm -hmm. Your objectives, you have a, yeah, you're very, you set a goal and you're very driven towards a, a specific goal. Exactly. So and, when and that comes from, from other sporting, from mountain biking and from rowing and from having the discipline of uh, pursuing a, a goal and, and, a, and a, you know, physical, because it is a physical thing, walking, <laughs> walking from, from Mexico to Canada. So let's, I'd like to uh, point out also that it wasn't just that you'd never been camping before, but that when you started, when you got to America and you started on the trail, you couldn't speak any English. Yeah, exactly. This is, that was like, a, I say, like I have very clear objectives about uh, hiking. Like a, mm. in my mind, when I heard about the PCTSA, Okay, I'm going to do this. But <laughs> one week before, I was so terrified about I don't speak the language. You know, I was so many things, and when I hike in the PCT, a lot of things uh, that I don't know exactly, like uh, snow, or I never see birds because it's snow in Mexico City. And also snow, I, snow, snowing in Mexico City. But I was super terrified because I don't speak English, you know? So, you know, it's like a, I know was so terrified for snow, for bears or something like that, but I was terrified because I don't speak the language. So that was the first thing I need to fake with that, you know? So the first... Uh, the first thing I did when I start, when I made it to United States was to start learning uh, how I can speak English. So all my English I know right now is because I learned the hiking. And, the, and let me tell you, when I finished the Pacific Crest Trail, my English not was perfect. I need to practice and, and the next trail I hike and the next and the next and the next. But that was... Funny because uh, when I started the Pacific Crest Trail in April in 2017, I don't know English. And then in December, uh, in December the, the same year, I went to Aconcagua, Argentina. The Argentine persons, they told me, hey, I don't understand what they say, this person. Can you translate it to me? And I was like, oh my God. Like when you start remember like uh, oh my god before i don't know anything and now i translate people so and the uh, the true hiking give me like i say it's not only sport it's also lifestyle they every every time i hike one trail they teach me a lot of things about life 
So this is very important for me. And the, the Pacific Crest Trail was my first long trail, but also was um, the trail that make me understand um, sometimes you need to be a strong uh, in your objectives to live to know fall and small things that make you scared because sometimes people mm. know try to do big things because they're scared uh, about um, very very things small no where, where the things that you're going to do is more big than this small first but in that moment we not see this as this small first you see this first like a huge you know mm. so i feel grateful to do this and I, I i it was difficult and not only was difficult the to go and hiking no so, you know live all live all your life you know in that moment like a, a my life in mexico city my house a, my customers my traditions everything because you've moved there practical you know and uh, so leave all that and leave this experience uh, was amazing for me um and also other thing i want to share with you and i think i shared with you before and i was shared at my conference um i never found some passion uh, like a very strong for something like i found uh, i like i feel for the true hiking you know like uh, before I like to do things like a mountain biking or I was okay with we be engineer because I was engineer in Mexico City. So but I never found something very strong e like I feel for the true hiking. And also with so many people when they're very younger, they dream what they want to do, no? Like uh, oh when I going to be uh, adult, I want to be doctor, or I want to be something else, you know. Mm. But I never dreamed something like that, and I was like a, a like I was. I don't know if you say this word destination is correct, mm -hmm. Paul. Destination. I don't know, but something in my life, mm, all my life. Um, when I was younger and the things I do when I was jogging, like uh, the hard work and everything, make me prepare, prepare to do this long trail. Yeah, I know hiking before, but like uh, the life I live in Mexico City, like was very hard to live there and survivor and everything, but not survivor like a, like a, with animals, you know, you need to survivor with the life, with the humans around, you know? So this mm. kind of style make me more strong. So when I was hiking, everything was like a paradise for me. And I fell in love after hiking the the more difficult section in the Pacific Crest Trail, that was the Sierra Nevada. After mm. cross this section, there was more than 300 miles and a lot of snow. Uh, when I hiked this part, after that, I was when I felt like the, this is my passion. This is what I want to do. And then that moment, I decided to do the Triple Crown, to be the first person um, Mexican to do the Triple Crown. That was the moment when I decided that. Tell me a little bit more about what it was about your life that in Mexico that prepared you for the hardships of the Pacific Crest Trail. Because I think there are, you know, you've touched on so many different points 
you know, the, the physical, uh, you know, you have to carry everything on your back. It's this, it's this huge physical undertaking of walking across a country. Uh, it's a complete change of, in lifestyle. You have to be prepared to leave behind everything that you know and take on a, a totally, a completely new lifestyle. Uh, you had to face uh, not being able to communicate effectively with people. Um, tell us a bit more about about what it was uh, in your life in Mexico and, and your upbringing that you feel prepared you almost for the for the toughness of, of this task in these different ways. Like I say, I grow in a bad neighbor, but the sports helped me a lot to be focused on my objectives. Mm. When I was very young, I decided to be engineer, but I realized to study that I need to work in car for everything. So I know growing in, in one family with a lot of money and, mm. and I decided to start working when I was 11 years old. So in that time, in 11 years old, no a lot of places would give a, a word I want a little girl the 11 years mm. old, you know? So I started working in informal uh, markets. So in Mexico City and in other parts of Latin America, we have something like a name named Tianguis. It's like a stands in the streets. But it's huge. Mm -hmm. It's like a many stands in the streets. They close in uh, uh, kilometers or meters, many meters the streets, like a huge avenues. Everything is uh, a lot of stands in the streets and they sell a lot of things. Uh, so I started working there in that places because they don't care how old are you. So I started mm -hmm. working there. So that was hard work because it's everything in the street. So you need to carry things super heavy on my back. And then when it's raining, it's like, uh, and Mexico's raining sometimes very hard. So that was like, a, oh my God, it's raining. And, and you take all the stands like a holding and the big linings come in. And then you, you put some tables so they can, the things um, no big wet. And that was the thing that make me um, strong, you know, like uh, I work in, in, in the environment, like uh, it's windy, it's rain, I need to carry heavy things. And I was working when I was 11 years old until I finished my university because that was my objective, the working uh, until I have my degree. It's quite, that's, it's quite incredible to me that at 11 years old, you had this goal in your mind of I'm going to be an engineer. And if it takes me carrying heavy things in the streets, uh, you know, working hard in the pouring rain, and then that's then that's what it's going to take, and that's that's what I'll do in order to to get it done. There are not a lot of eleven-year-olds, you know, whether you come from a, a background with money or or not. There are not a lot of eleven-year-olds with with that kind of focus and and that kind of drive, and that says a lot about, you know, sure, it speaks to being a certain type of preparation for a, a lifestyle of being on the trail but it also just it says a lot about you and who you are and and an incredible level of being able to focus on a goal and do whatever you have to do in order to achieve that goal 
the, the thing more important that make me be a strong that was doing sports because in around in my neighbor I see a lot of younger people than my age and drugs like a 11 years old and you and drugs is, is terrible but so I feel grateful because my parents uh, my mom and my father they teach me uh, the values no to be strong with that and so what what were the sports when you were you were growing up you said mountain was it mountain biking from the beginning I mean or no i start oh, my father he he always loved sports um he also was mountaineering but this is other long story about that because he no want to teach me nothing about that i start know about his story when i after finished the pct before the that i don't I don't know about, I, I know he loves sports, but I don't have idea that he went to different mountains in USA and Canada when he was younger, like when he was studying the university, the university he was studying, uh, uh, they have a big team, the mountaineering. So they went to different parts, but this is other story, but he hid that for, they, he hid that from me. But he introduced me in a lot of sports, principally running. Mm -hmm. Uh, I remember every time when I was in the elementary school, he he get up me very early, like a 5 a.m. And then we going to running very close to my house and then we back and take a shower and go to the school. It was every day. And, I've, wow. uh, and that was the place because I running around the one big lake when they usually row in. That was the place when, when I see all these people rowing and I was like, uh, I want to do this, but no was until I was like uh, 18 years old when I started doing rowing. And then after that, I was like uh, the, the mountain biking, but I was, he introduced me more like uh, um, swimming and running and bike. He also was the person that teach me how to ride a bike in the street, like uh, between the cars, you know, because it's, very tough ride a bike in Mexico City and the cars. So he teach me all the the skills to cars not kill you, you know? Yeah. Coming from South Africa, it's one of my favorite things about living in Canada is that it's so bike friendly here in North America, I guess you could say. There's a more of an awareness, whereas back home probably maybe not quite as hectic as Mexico City but where I'm from also you didn't you didn't really ride a bike in the in the city because it was a bit intense um yeah amazing incredible to have had that um support system and that inspiration and that discipline instilled in you I guess from by your father as well it's 5 a.m so I wasn't get up we go in running um yeah that was that was uh, something I really liked after he stopped. Uh, and then what was one moment when he left me for myself? Like, uh, he no need to say me, hey, get up early or something. Mm. That was, that was, I was doing for myself, you know? No was anymore. He no was teaching me anymore doing this. He was like, oh, now you can fly, you know? So that was very nice. And my mom... My mom is um, one person that he, she grew in, in, in the farms. So she was more introduced me to the care for the plants. We always mm -hmm. do compost in the house when I was very little, very little. 
she had many plants, many vegetables in the house, the everything. So that kind of valors that was like a make me care for my life, you know, like uh, no uh, keep me in the right path and no until the all, all my world around that was big chaos. Uh, that mm. that values, uh, that was the important things in my life to keep me uh, there, you know. Mm. Keep you focused and 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 grounded, centered. I assume also that that role of your mother having grown up uh, on a farm and growing things and plants. Uh, you know, I I know that you said to me last time we spoke. You mentioned um, just your general love for being in nature and for being in the wilderness. And you said to me, I think what you said was that you felt more safe. You know, people said, oh, Zalzan, you, you're crazy. You're going out into the middle of nowhere. Uh, how can you do this? This is, this is a mad thing to do. And your feeling was, um, no, it's, I'm just as safe. I'm safer. It's almost a refuge when I'm, when I'm out in, in the wilderness um because humanity is the real the real threat yeah absolutely exactly that was the thing i say paul it's so many people when they ah, because I, I when i did it these long trips i did it for myself alone that was mm. other thing uh, it, it, like i say i think the life prepared me to do this uh, with different things i did in my life when i was younger it's like why i say like it was for me like a destiny and and uh, but yeah, that was like a lot of people say to me, oh, what are you doing? Why are you going there alone? Uh, it's going to happen something, you know. People, most people care about animals. Like I say, oh my God, the animals, the wild, and everything. And you know, I see a lots of animals wild, and and I feel more safe. If, for example, when I was more younger, when I was, for example, doing mountain biking in Mexico, mm. I need to train him for myself because in that uh, sports, um, like outdoors sports or extreme sports in Mexico is not very popular for women. So mm. in my team, that was all men's. And, and sometimes I can keep the speed with them. Or they mm. jump in and in trunks and everything, and I was like, a, oh, I scared. So that was the reason why I started training for myself because I can keep with them, um, mm. and I know was any woman in my team, and and the little friends, women I have, uh, I meet in others' competitions and they from other states. So that was for me training for myself. That was my first thing to be also strong, like mentally. Um, and in that moment, when I training for myself in the mountains with my back, if me see one person in the mountains, that I was like a boom, running, you know, it's, or hide or something is is very tough, you know, is because it's no very safe places in Mexico. Uh, so I was scared, but that also that was uh, the reason why I was so fast sometimes, you know, <laughs> because I was running from the people. So when I alone in the mountains with the animals, I feel really safe. I really mm -hmm. feel safe. And, 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 you know, I remember one time I was in the jungle in Mexico 
the jungle de Mexico when we have jaguars that was in the mm -hmm. in the Pacific jungle and for me in some moment I I understand that these animals are the jaguars because they care for the people they very strong you know they can kill everyone but they care for the people and they hiding in the jungle and then when I was exploring there people save me the same thing no you're going to find jaguar and they're going to kill you no but animals do the same thing that I was doing when I was uh, in mountain biking. I see one person and mm. shoom, running. No, it's very dangerous. I think the the animal more dangerous in this planet is we us. You know, it's us. Yeah, yeah. I'm interested in how did you go about having interactions with people, and when you couldn't speak, you 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 couldn't speak English. You're on the trail. I'm. I'm interested in whether we've we've said that you feel almost safest. You have you you've you've come to feel safest away from people. You're now on the trail, pursuing the stream, uh, slowly falling in love with through hiking, walking every day, and then you come to campsites or you you come across people in the evenings or on the trail how did how did that feel how did that dynamic feel did you feel more isolated when you had to interact with people in without the use of a of a language was it more was it scarier when you, when you had to have the interactions with the people who you couldn't talk to than it was when you were walking by yourself how, how did that how did you manage that that whole dynamic of meeting people without being able to communicate with them? You know, um, so the first thing um, my friends told me when I was afraid about going to the United States with no English, they say, oh, where are you going? And they say, oh, my first stop is California. No, I need to cross all California. They say, oh, in California, it's a lot of Latins. Yeah, you say, yes, in the cities, but no, in the mountains. So, and they, yeah, and absolutely, I only meet like a four people in all the trail or five people in all the trail, they speak Spanish. And two of them, that was one Switzerland and one Germany. They speak like a five language. So that was crazy. But, but let me tell you, I, I was afraid in the, in the first moment. I was, uh, I don't know, afraid or more like a... Like, uh, oh my God, I don't want to say because I don't know if I can say correct, you know, yeah. La, the pronunciation and everything. But something I help a lot is two things. First, I am Mexican. So <laughs> that means when I say I am Mexican, Latin persons or Mexicans, they can hear that. They're going to understand that we like to be, we like to talk. <laughs> and super friendly. We are super friendly. And so that helped me. Like a like a oh I see somebody and and I always try to have some conversation or say hi, good morning, or you know. And also more because I was in one place that felt incredible, uh, safe and feel passion. So for me it was every day was so excited. I was tired, but every day I was so excited 
So every time uh, people meet me and people they can meet me in other streets, they can know about that, but I always have big smile. I have big energy. So I feel like uh, that um, make interesting that the people they oh, she not speak English, but I, I try to have a conversation sometimes when I cross because not all the time, I sometimes I cross so people in the trail, like it's very popular trail, so you can cross in many people, you know? Sometimes I know camping around nobody. It's not like a established campsite, no and all, mm -hmm. only in national parks. But the first persons that I speak, I use the, the um, how you say, I use the general or the general language. You know what is that? Uh, the language they can understand you everywhere. Sign language or what? Gestures. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah, like yeah. signals. Everybody understands mm. signals and I can do one, two, three or say it here, make the directions, you know? So <laughs> I feel like I was so funny <laughs> with that. And also <laughs> other thing, when I, I, I found some people camping in, in the same spot I was, um, other thing is like I say, this is because I am Mexican. When we eat, we normally eat together. Um, in, in Mexico, like uh, also we, um, if you go into my house or in other houses, the Mexicans, you can see they have two tables, two tables for it, huge, because we like invite many people to eat. So we normally not eat alone. And that was other reason. So every time I see something around my campsite, I always ask if I can eat with them or not. So in that, Sometimes they have conversations and they laughing and I laughing, but I don't understand anything they say. Why laughing? You know, <laughs> this kind of things is like like a, it's from my customers, my traditions. They help me, and the other thing I I make the purpose to learn is it's like I say I'm going to be here, and then when I decide to be the triple crown, that was after finish the section very hard in the Pacific Crest Trail, the Sierras. So I say I need to be here. So I need to learn English. It's not possible be here with not in English, you know. So that was my preparation. Like I'm, that was like my training for me. Like I need to do this because I need to finish my goal. So and and, and some people I always carry also one small notebook uh, when my first work was a shelter. Uh, but I don't understand what's the mean shelter. So one person used the notebook to paint the shelter. Yeah, you know, like uh, he paint. So that was, so sometimes when I don't understand something, things, I give the notebook at the person so they can write for me or they can make. A drawing, drew, drew, draw a little shelter and say, <laughs> shelter. Yes, <laughs> yeah. uh, and that was amazing for me. So I have this notebook. It's one day my things very. I have some things the okay, I use in the PCT. The it's like uh, my things that remember my things important in my life. You know, so it's it's super cool. So I did that, and that was how being. No, I try to be uh, like a like a, always say hi or always uh, be nice with the persons because I say 
that was amazing place for me until, for example, in other streets, not only in the Pacific Crest Trail and Appalachian Trail, for example, it was days very, very hard. Uh, Appalachian Trail is a very difficult physical uh, trail, killed your body, mm -hmm. you know, prepare. Really, is, I think it's the more difficult to prepare your body. They killed you. Uh, <laughs> you know, training car. So I was some days that was raining and the big storms, but super hard. And I was like uh, uh, 12 p.m. or 11 a.m. And it was raining so hard. And I probably going to rain all day. And um, another thing I have, like, like I have the objective to finish these trails, but also I come from Mexico, so I don't have all the time to finish the trails because uh, I have a visa, you know, uh, and I have one permit. is uh, only limit for six months, so I need to finish before that this happens. So in that moment, for me, um, be raining and be wet. Like I say, I working before in the stands and when... Mm -hmm big raining everything is and it's so many trails pass around in the streets and it's bad you know so be raining and these uh, big storms uh, that was for me okay like uh I, so in, in appalachian trail have funny stories <laughs> because i don't remember to that was my second trail like bueno that was my second in the in the triple crown that was my trip and my third uh, trail i did it the long distance so I have more experience. I was more fast. So um, okay, hang on. Sorry. So you did the Pacific Crest, and then you did another trail between the Pacific Crest and the Appalachian, and then and then the Continental Divide was your last of the Triple Crown. Okay. Yeah. Also, I did one trail uh, that make me more strong because I was I was training for do the Continental Divide trail. So when I okay. did it, the when I finished the Sierra Nevada, that was is um it's almost it's less the halfway the pacific crest trail when i decide to do the triple crown and i was so focused to training and do this so mm -hmm. it's why i was running an appalachian trail because i did a one long trail in utah the 800 miles and then I only rest three days, and then I fly to Georgia to hike the Appalachian Trail. So I did a two trails, uh, see, very quickly. So I have a little time to be in the United States. So wow. I have more experience in Appalachian Trail, and I was uh, hiking 25 to 30 miles every day, every day. Wow. So for Appalachian Trail, it's hard because it's up and down, and one day I, I, I climbed nine mountains, and, and that was... Uh, it's like a six, uh, 16 times the elevation gain, like a 16 times climbing the Everest, Appalachian Trail, the elevation gain. Hang on. Let me get that. Let me get that exactly clear. You're saying that the total in the duration of the Appalachian Trail, the elevation that you gain is equivalent to climbing Everest 16 times. Yes. All the elevation gain, the Appalachian Trail, because I let's say... Uh, Night in, in one day, I climb in nine mountains, and Appalachian Trail is going uh, from the bottom to the point to the top, and then go down mm -hmm. and go down, and mm -hmm. always mm -hmm. is as I it, it was crazy hard for you, but that's why I say you need to prepare a lot for Appalachian Trail, mm -hmm. like a training car for your body physical. So, 
when I did it that, uh, but I have more experience because I was, uh, I did other trades before, so I know see a lot of people. Bueno, I see, but the, I don't remember because I, I know see other people more than one time, you know? Mm. I said, hi, how are you? And I was in a big storm, and I was, after that, I still like, have persons that send me texts uh, by my social, red social. So sometimes I go hiking other trails and I meet others through hikers. And they say, oh, you can sell, because this is my my trail name. And they say, oh, you can sell. I remember you, the crazy woman run, uh, uh, hiking in the middle of the storm in Appalachian Trail. <laughs> and I was in the shelter and, and you, and you only say hi and keep going. No, so everybody, it's funny because, yeah, everybody in Appalachian Street, they say, oh, you was a crazy woman. And then I am a little short. And sometimes, yes, my, my friends laughing about the, in my, two, in my first long trails, I don't have the, like, uh, the very ultra-like gear in that moment. So I was... My backpacks that was more huge than me, you know, like, oh, she's so tiny, but the backpack is almost her size, you know? So how, how tall are you? Uh, oh, I know in meters. <laughs> I don't know. I, I am one meter uh, point, one meter uh, 58. 158. Five, five foot one. Okay. Uh, five foot two almost. We'll call it, it's five foot five. Point one eight, so we'll call it five foot two. Okay, I don't know. For I think for United States and US and Canada, I am very short. Yeah, pretty, pretty short. So yeah, so that was funny because it's funny, you know, to have a conversation with a lots of friends that I meet when I know I speak English, and it's mm. funny have now the conversation with them and like uh, they told me all the things they say i don't understand uh, that that was many that that the, the oh you super short and i remember you big backpack and, uh, they make you laughing about me that, that was so cool to know about that like, I, I was so cool to know they they do yeah. like uh now so i can understand I, I was thinking about this earlier because i remember you told me that you the pack that you sent or set off with was not i remember you said you got it in mexico but there isn't really a market for outdoor gear in mexico so you had like an an inappropriate backpack of of some description that wasn't wasn't ideal um and i was remembering that and then i remembered that you had told me about uh, at some point you had watched a film called The Wild. Oh yeah, yeah, with with uh, Reese Witherspoon. Yeah, and it was it was funny to me because uh, in that film there's a scene in which she arrives at one of these um, sort of stop off rest points. It's a hostel or something along the way, and she meets these people, and they're like hang on your backpack is <laughs> is all wrong and they tell her no you got to get rid of this and get rid of that and get rid of that um and so it was funny to be the parallel between your own story having watched that movie which partly inspired you and then you almost lived that same experience yourself yeah also let me tell you uh 
when I see this movie, like uh, the movie talking more about the story about the how she 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 used the trail to be healthy mentally, you know, to be yeah. uh, mm. uh, because I have big depression. So mm. I put the movie no talking too much about the the trail. So when I see and I told you this is no exits in Mexico. So when I see mm. for me, I put focus on the story they have, and I don't have idea there was one trail. <laughs> I really don't have idea. So until the the bikers told me like, yeah, it's one trail, and you're going here to here, and they have the okay. the trail, the path they're making, they have signs and everything. When it was, wow! But in the movie, that was like a I. That was very nice because the woman, but I know put so many attention about that. Like, uh, I also, in that moment, I was thinking like, oh my God, the people from United is super amazing. How they never lost. I was like, uh, wow, many things because we don't have that. So I was imagining like uh, things that I have in my country. Like uh, I need to memorize all the, yeah, I need to climb in one mountain. I need to memorize, oh, I see this rock, or I see this tree, you know, this kind of things, mm. because we don't have signs, we don't have paths, you know, established paths. So in your mind, in that film, it's it's Reese Witherspoon's character, whose name I forget, uh, and she's just hiking, and, and you don't realize that there's a specifically laid out trail that she's on that that you could go if you want to, that you could also go and hike that that same trail and have that same experience. And then you meet these guys who who are mountain bikers in Mexico from California, and they tell you, no, no, that that, that movie is about a, a specific trail that you can go and hike. And then suddenly the, the light bulb goes off. And, and that's the thing you decide to do. Exactly. But that was because I, for me, it was something I never see in my life. So when they told me that I see again the movie and I started to go, oh my God, it's a trail. So I went, like I say, I, I, I working in the market in the stands. So they, it's like mm -hmm. a black market, the coming things from the United States, um, very cheap. So somebody told me, and also for the movie, uh, REI is the best brand. And, and I went to there and I see one REI backpack and I only buy it because they say the, the name, the brand, and that's it. And I don't know, the backpacks have sizes. Also, the backpack was large, so that was huge for me. I don't know about that. I, the backpack I used, that was for traveling, no was for backpacking. So that was the, you can make like a bag for putting the airplane. And that was crazy. So the people, when they see, when they see me in the trail, that was, what she's doing with this backpack but also like i say that was the only thing i need the only thing i have sorry and i going to make with that is like like i i don't have for more i know i going to do with that i like i said my object is one to others but uh, now with my experience uh, like um and after doing a lot of trails i feel like a gear is important when you do, do, do this kind of challenge, uh, you cannot have the more expensive or best gear, but you need to have something that's correct for you. 
because that backpack no was correct for me. I did it because I need to do, um, because I don't have experience, but, uh, but I think etching the things I can, uh, if I go back in the past, I probably, I never use this backpack. Yeah, do it differently now that you know. Yeah, and also, uh, I think the more important we have when you do this kind of challenge is care about your body. And uh, so when it's, it's, when it's the, when it's your body, I don't think it need to be important the money because in the body is the thing more uh, value for us, you know, like uh, um, if something happened to my body, yeah, I can do the same things I do in like a true hiking or something, it makes me sad. But uh, it's why I say, yeah, I go back to the past probably my gear that was different because I know Carrie, I need to work more or something, but is I prefer care for my body, you know, because this is the, the my body is going to make me going not only for the super crown, it's going to make me going to do more the the things I want, you know, the things mm-hmm. I love. For sure. And that was how we in the end uh that's how we met or got in touch was you need to take care of your body and and we had we had something that could help you out what was your your injury exactly you had a, a metatarsal uh, so exactly as we mentioned that paul because um that was how i meet the first time uh, soul was because um in one day i get up um my foot start pain and that was the part the metatarsal then my foot and they come in more things after that so you know i start looking for the best thing for because this pain was for more than one month and i was looking for the best thing i tried different uh, things before the found soul and nothing worked and i was so desperate it's why i say maybe people that can say oh i can do with the cheap gear but how affect to body mm-hmm. in the future and that's why uh, i i think i make so many mistakes when i was through hiking because i told you i don't have experience it was something new um mm-hmm. <clears throat> but if i go back i probably decide to do the things maybe a difference in my gear and that is why now i using a specific gear for true hiking because and things that may going to make hell to my body and not kill my body, you know. Just to clarify, you 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 got that injury after having completed the triple crown. You you got injured after. When was it? Yeah, and that was. Yeah, that was one one year ago. After the triple yeah. crown, uh, exactly the doctors no no it's, it's, they make me a lot of studies. Uh, <clears throat> But um, they don't know exactly. But I was, I think, having injury for me was other part of my life. Um, other, other, like uh, I learned about my injury a lot. Not only mm-hmm. about my body and everything. If no, I also learned about. Um, it's difficult to exp- uh, when you hear a one doctor told you, hey. You can do the things you more love it. You have to. You have to stop. You have to stop doing this thing that you love. Yeah. 
They send me to swimming, you know, typical doctors send you to swimming. <laughs> typical doctors make you go swimming. <laughs> yeah, and I I feel more like the I'm feel more like a dirt, you know. I all the sports I do in the aquatic. So but for me, like I say, that was very long process to realize. Uh, to when everybody is going, uh, uh, everybody told you you can, no? It's like a I can, you know? It's like a make the decision. But what's hard to me decide or make me a strong, uh, like a, I, I live very, very hard things in my life. And then all the true, true hiking or the triple crown. And then when they told me I can do my passion, that was big frustration and desperation and everything. And it's why I say I learned a lot about um, my decisions, my objectives, and working more hard in my mind mentally to say I'm going to do again. And right now I feel better. I start doing things. And also, that was hard also for me, Paul, because in that moment when I had my injury, um, I was going to start one big project I was planning for. When I finished the triple crown, I started dreaming with, to do uh, one first long trail in Mexico. So I was uh, planning that. And then when I was going to, to happen that, and that was, my, that was something that I only get up and happened. You know, there was like I know fall uh, anything. So still doctors doing investigation, but I start feeling better. I think is the more important person I always learn and know in my life. But sometimes I I need to remember me, and I think everybody need to remember me. The more important the more important person the is go that you need to trust is in yourself. And I need to re remember me this, like, uh, okay, you say I can, I don't care, I'm going to. I need to, and repeat me, you're going, you're going, you're going, every day. That was a very hard process for me. I think the all the things I'm doing, this is the more hard thing. Be, uh, try the, 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 um, the care for my body, try to help my body, and uh, going back to my passion is the true hiking, you know. And I'm still working hard right now. I doing now um, hiking again, uh, biking again. Uh, before I was racing and try running uh, until I no go back to race and try running. But I working every day to this happen again. And go. Uh, the more important thing is go back to this challenge I was going to do in Mexico, mm. the first long trail in Mexico. So I, right now I am, this year that was the, yeah, probably I'm not doing the things I accustomed to do, but I focus on other things. Um, so that was a big, big, big uh, les lesson. Yeah, lesson, learning, learning curve. It's interesting that people saying to you, you're crazy to do this, wasn't as much of a, of a challenge that it that that you still now having had the doctors say 
you can't do this anymore is a difference and it's a new different way for you to overcome the the mental barrier of this person of you know medical authority is telling me that it's that i must stop doing this thing that i have this passion for uh but it's almost just a level up of the determination that you already had because when people told you to begin with you're crazy to go and do this through hike you already had the idea in your head now nah, i'm gonna do it like i'm gonna do this and so now almost facing this injury and having doctors tell you you shouldn't be doing this you, you're not going to do this anymore you can't do this it's almost just a, a level up of your determination to say no you're wrong i am going to do this um which is which is awesome so i want to also talk about you know you've you've mentioned the trail uh which sounds like an an incredible project to to establish the first long trail in mexico but what i would also like to speak about is you have learned so much we've we've talked about the importance of caring for your body uh the fact that you have to train uh the importance of having the correct gear you've learned so much and what i think is really fantastic is that you are now taking what you've learned and sharing it with other people who you think could really benefit uh, from that, specifically uh, people, Latinas, people from Mexico, people from South America. Um, so tell us a little bit more about that, about your mission to help other people from similar backgrounds to your own to take advantage of, of the opportunities that are out there. Yeah, I have one phil philosophy, Paul, and... Um, I I started once projects to help more people from Latin America to do these long trails that they want to do. Something I learned about true hiking is be prepared for everything. And it's, I think it's one thing I also I learned in life when I was very younger. And, and for me, it's important people, help people to prepare for everything. Like a, be like a self... Um, I always need help with this word, sorry. Self-sufficient. Yes. Self-sufficient, yeah. So teaching people to to be to be self-sufficient, to be prepared for for anything that might happen and, and to be able to handle handle any different situation they might encounter. Exactly. It's like I say, no, it's only for for the mountains, it's for life. It's like a lifestyle too. Because like I say, if you have a problem La, like, uh, for example, my injury, I need the only person I can trust myself, you know? Mm. No matter what they say, the people say, you need to trust in yourself. This is the more important mm. thing. So I I start, learn, I start teaching my people to do things like that. Well, trust in themselves. For me, it's important they can care for themselves. They can be self-sufficient. Is that correct? nailed it <laughs> see so this is important for me so are you teaching practical skills as well as the the mindset i mean do you teach the mindset through teaching practical skills or is it mainly teaching a mindset to prepare people for through hiking i mean i know that i i saw you running workshops in which you were introducing people to gear like ultralights tents or whatever it might be so you imparting sort of basic practical knowledge to 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 inspire people like this is how you actually go about uh something like a long trail 
I, I teach people how to be in the mountains and they can care for themselves. Um, but yeah, specifically more of, uh, for true hikers, but it's for everything. Uh, people come uh, to me and they don't have any experience, you know, but you have the decision to do something. Um, and it's beautiful. Uh, sometimes these people make me inspiration when I see they they growing, uh, they doing things. It's, for me, it's important that they growing, they doing things for themselves, not like a be behind me. This is not my mission. My mission is uh, the trust and people they I they can see they can do it. You know? It's I think it's like a support uh people. I feel amazing to see uh, when people complete their dreams. Uh, I had one incredible experience. Um that was a friend I met in Appalachian Trail. She was raising money for one fund, uh, for one um, organization. She was raising money and she asked me for help to be the support team for help. She was climbing the the all the biggest mountains in in Colorado in only one summer to raise money. When the she finished, that was amazing for me. I, I know what's doing. I, I was with her. Yeah, I was doing some part of the challenge, but not was all the challenge. But they, they, they can say the days when she was uh, uh, tired or sad or desperation, I was the moment when I was like, no, you can't. You know, I think it's so many negative in the world, uh, in all the world. I think we need more positive. I think this is more my mission, you know when I see that with my friend and, and, and she killed, no, she killed this challenge. And that moment that was when they say, Oh my God, that's amazing. This motivation to be to the next level, you know, is I, I love to do that. I love to see growing people to do the challenge they can do. They can, I love to make, uh, see other persons. They can do more, than the limits you know that because sometimes limits is the limits we, we put the limits you know mm. the only person to take uh, to pass these limits is yourself it's, it's the only person you know so I like to people uh, see uh, they can pass uh, part of that limits you know alright Selzen well is there anything else that you that you want to add or or uh, mention before we before we go anything else i only want to add uh, is coming one one uh, conference conference i going to do in denver in may 17 this conference is going to be bilingue so it's going to be in spanish and english and is um but I want to invite everyone that want to hear me. Uh, the, the event is going to be open for everybody. It's going to be in Denver. So it's going to be my, all the flyer and the, I'm going to post everything, all the information and where and what time in my social media in these days. So you can see, but it's going to be in May 17, uh, this conference. So 
if you want to meet me, you in Denver, to see you there. It's, we can, uh, it's going to be in one brewery, so we can drink some beers and have a conversation. I would love to meet more people. And yeah. Awesome. What is the name of the, the brewery? Raices. Also, it's Latin brewery. So cool. <laughs> you welcome everybody uh, want to come there. There are going to be very nice convivence. And I'm going to speak about my story. And it's going to be very nice event. So Awesome. At Raices Brewery on May 17th in Denver. May 17th, exactly. Sweet. All right, Alden. Well, thanks very much. I appreciate your time very much, and I appreciate you sharing your story and um, being so open with with everything. Um, yeah, I think it's I think it's an, an awesome story, and uh, look forward to continuing to follow follow you and and all that you do in in the future. Perfect. I thank you, Paul, for everything, and that was very nice talk and. Thank you, uh, Sol, for making my my foods happy too. They help me a lot with everything. And right now, in the true hiking, with my injury too. And thank you for everything.